Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk about heroes and comics, movies, TV shows, and Rogue One being just a couple of weeks away. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, we're going to talk about it. My name is Andy, and today we are talking about Heroes And Top 5 Board Games. Now, I just got to be honest with you all, uh, the listeners, uh, Cody Best Pick is not on this episode. This is a Andy writing solo episode. And so because Cody's not here, uh, I needed to call someone to join the Heroes and team. And so my good pal Amos is on this episode. Amos, how you doing? Bro, I'm doing great. Yes, yes. I am so excited that you're on this episode. And we'll get into the reasons why a little bit later. But uh, Amos, you're new to the Heroes and team. And so uh, usually when we have someone new on the podcast, we ask the the guests uh, some icebreaker type questions, some get to know you type questions. That way our listeners have a better idea of who you are and your personality and all that stuff. So first off, in the movie Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Who do you side with? Team Cap or Team Iron Man? I have to go with Team Captain America. Captain America. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. Please defend your position. Okay. So, just uh, the basic rundown is yes. I. it, it makes sense to be on his side. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it, just make, it just makes perfect sense. Uh, the moment where they're sitting in that conference room with – it's General Ross, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he's telling them like, oh – you know, you should, you guys had to be regulated and mm-hmm. like all this kind of stuff. And and he's like, wait, no, we, we saved the world. And I'm like, yeah, you do. Like it was governmental, government officials that decided to shoot a nuke at New York City. And, you know, we stopped that. So why would we put ourselves under the authority of people who would do that again? That's- oh, by the way, you're welcome for saving the world. So that, uh, that, that, from that moment on, I was like, yeah, it makes no sense to not be on Captain America's side. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, here's the, the next question. Okay. Um, Xbox or PlayStation? Which is wh- – where's your alliance with all of that? It's, it's definitely PlayStation. Okay. Now, I will say this. Um, for years, it was Sega. Okay. <laughs> Like I had like all the Sega, like I had Sega Saturn. Oh, I had the Dreamcast. Okay. Rock on that. And eventually, when like they kind of went under, they died. I yeah. realized that was a losing team, so I uh, I jumped on with a PlayStation. So a PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four. That's okay. what I'm rocking right now. All right, what's your what's your uh, a game that you're playing right now? Just something that it doesn't have to be new or maybe the last game you played or whatever. Yeah, um, the last. The last couple games I kind of was playing kind of off and on mm-hmm. was uh, The Shadows of Mordor. Okay. That yes. game's fantastic. Yes. And uh, I played through the uh, – probably the best one I've played in a long time was uh, Uncharted 4. Okay. Perfect, perfect wrap-up to that whole story. Most satisfying game experience I've ever had in my life. So, I can definitely recommend that one. I know plenty of people who are on team PlayStation. I think I may be the only one – Maybe Oscar. Yes, Oscar has an Xbox. Uh, but everyone else, I think, that's on, that's been on the podcast is, uh, I think, loyal to the PlayStation 4. Um, but that, uh, <laughs> the uh, Uncharted series, I hear nothing but great things. Unreal. No. Unreal. Uh, okay, last question. This is uh, one that we always ask uh, our guests is, if you were able to have coffee with any fictional character. Ooh. Any fictional character. So not just like nerdy comic book, but just it could just be a TV show. It can be a oh, movie. Wow. That's anything. Tough. That is tough. I know. I'm giving you time to think. So I'm dragging this question on as <laughs> yeah. long as I can. Um, if you were able to have coffee with any fictional character, um, who would it be and and why? Oh, my gosh, man. That is that is like <laughs> – you got to understand like that is tough. Like I immediately thought of like that big giant – thanksgiving table yeah with like 20 people on either side like hey let's all just chill out together like that's what i was going it's through. not it's not who would you invite over for thanksgiving dinner yeah that's probably a good, 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 good comic some of those guys wouldn't want over to hang out with the family no no oh uh, man it, it i think the one that kind of popped to the top of my my list mm-hmm. is uh it'd be really fun to sit down for a, a cup of coffee with yoda Okay, that be that would be fun. One, it would just be a really interesting conversation. Uh huh. Like, mm, 
hot this coffee is you know <laughs> like that just just hearing him like make comments about like the the place we're at like how he doesn't like you know millennials at starbucks that much and so we have to go somewhere else he's probably more of a dunkin donuts kind of guy <laughs> probably so, you're probably right on that one actually so i just think that would be a fun time and just pick his brain on things and why do you do what you do and that would then be great. just getting riddles back oh my gosh that's a really that definitely sounds like a fun conversation to be a part of uh well uh so like i said earlier today we are talking about heroes and top five board games now uh, i understand that this is usually not the type of uh discussion and topic and conversation that we have here on the podcast but i do believe that board games is a distant relative of the geek nerd culture and so um i knew when I had the opportunity, I would love to talk about board games, so I just had to uh, take it now. And why I invited you, Amos, was because you really introduced me to board games. It was back in college. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, you were. I kept on hearing uh, a lot of my friends, and you were, you know, part of that group talking about these board games and how fun it was, you know, how fun they are and all that stuff. And the only thing that I knew about board games up to that point was Monopoly, mm-hmm. and probably the most. A uh, strategic, you know, game at the, at, to my knowledge at that point was probably Monopoly or Risk. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so. Um, Which is where most people start at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking to myself, like, there's no way that these, that these guys are playing Monopoly. Like, I can maybe see them playing Risk, but like, there's no way they're, they're you know, spending, um, you know, an, an hour or two playing Monopoly like that. I mean, I like Monopoly, but not, not that much. And so, yeah. um, but I soon realized that there's a whole nother world of board games and strategy games and cooperative games and all that stuff. And so, um, Amos, thank you for introducing me to that. That was a... Yeah, I remember, I, I can remember the first time that we sat down and played Settlers of Catan. Yeah. I can remember that vividly and how cool that experience was. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And, and so, anyways, we're going to talk about our favorite board games. Uh, you know, we're thinking, you know, the, the holidays are here. And so, you're spending time with family. So, maybe um, <laughs> if you have them, if you want to, you know, try a new board game with the family, with your friends, you, you know, these uh, these will be great games to, to have and to, to bust out. And so there's no ranking to them, mm-hmm. Amos. And then also, um, we're going to cover all spans and all different categories of board games mm-hmm. in this one top five list. You know, we're not we're not being too specific or anything like that. Um, so here we go. Enough talking. Let's talk about board games. Amos, which is your what, what's your first one, man? All right. So I'm going to cheat just a little bit. Okay. Okay. And it's 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 a. It's a game. It's a card game. Okay, but it plays more like a board game. Okay, um, so it's kind of like the way people sometimes confuse a tomato for being a vegetable <laughs> instead of a fruit. Kind of, kind of one of the, kind of one of those. Okay, um, so it's a game that not many people know about. It, okay. It's called Pixel Tactics. Okay, and it's by a company called Level Ninety Nine Games. Okay, and it's a two player game, and it you get each player gets a deck of cards, and mm-hmm. they're identical. Okay. And so they're all they're all different types of characters from like this fantasy world. So there's like a wizard, there's a barbarian, all those kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. But stylistically, it's made to look like it's an eight bit like video game. Nice. So kind of like a Zelda look, you know, yeah. old Mario look. So thematically and design wise, it's really kind of a throwback kind of look and feel. And then the gameplay is it's, it's like a duel. Okay. But, but you're like a general and you're laying your arm your different units out on the board. Mm-hmm. And where they're placed and how they're designed on the board that allows them to do different moves. So one card, you know, you think, oh, it's just one card. You can only do one thing. Well, they have it set up to where wherever you place it on the table, it has up to four different, completely different options what you can do with it. So there's a lot of complexity okay. to the game. Okay. So it becomes it becomes really a really beautiful version of chess. Nice. So that's what I love about it is. You and I could be playing the exact same card, but you're playing it in a certain place on the table. I'm playing it in a certain pl- other place. And so it has completely different ability. And so I have to think about how you're using it and how I'm going to use mine and, you know, different cards that counteract each other. And so I'm playing people, you could be almost knocked out and then you pull one move and like bring all your armies back. So it's really kind of a cool back and forth cerebral game that's just 
packaged really beautifully in like that throwback type of 8-bit feel. Yeah. Is there is there a mat to it? When you, you say you, like you can. Okay. You don't need to have it. Okay. Um but they 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 can provide one for you. Yeah. So, um I got it in a kind of like a bundle with other games so it didn't come with uh, the mat. Mm-hmm. Um but it you don't you don't need to have it. Okay. But fantastic gameplay. How long <laughs> um so you're playing against another person? Yeah. And how long is would you say is each each, uh, is each game or whatever. I've played it several times and some of them are 20 to 30 minutes. Some of them get up to an hour. Um, wow. Yeah, because it can become such a, a head game of, well, you know, he did this, I do this back and forth and, you know, oh, he almost wiped me out, but I came back and came back and got him. So it's a lot, it's a lot of back and forth. That's, that sounds awesome. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The, I, now that I, you know, I got married over a year ago, but when, now that Brittany and I are, are together and we're married, there's so many. Uh, when I go to a game store, that's one of the things I look for. Like I look for is a good two person game, mm-hmm. you know. And so, because um, I, I mean, I love having people over, and I, but it, it it just gets hard, yeah. You it know, does. for it the does. sake of scheduling and all that stuff. And so, um, but finding a good two person game out there is something I, you know, I always try to to be aware of. So I'll definitely have to check that and, one out. And I would I would warn everybody like it it's a it's a heavier type of game okay so it's not just a quick like oh i sit down with somebody and oh we've never played before so we're just playing a real quick game it's not like that uh, it's okay. it really is more of a, a chess type game where you you're thinking and it's a deeper type of strategy involved nice okay um so one more time what was the name of it pixel tactics all right awesome so my first game that i have for you guys is probably the most casual game on my on my list and you guys probably have played it before, but as far as like party games, hmm. this is definitely my favorite party game, and that is Scategories. Oh, solid pick. I absolutely love Scategories. So first off, uh, you need to know I'm an extrovert that, you know, I just love being around people and hanging out with people, but then I love, and I love board games, and so when I'm, I mean, this game has been around for years, and so it's not a new game or anything like that, but... I just still love busting out categories, um, and I even though to some degree, because I played it so many times, I know the lists. You know how mm-hmm. like all the different lists. Um, I still I still love it. Oh, I, yeah. I still love it. And so the way the game works, if you've never played it before, you have a group a group of people. Um, you have a die, and there's different letters. You know all the letters on the alphabet mm-hmm. are on the die, and then you roll the the die, and whatever letter it is, let's say R. And then you have each person has a list, the same list in front of them, mm-hmm. and the timer goes off. And then the list, uh, you start reading through the list, and your your job is to name um, as many things on that list that start with that letter. Right. So, like the first list, I know the first list, the first thing is a boy's name, and so I'm, Ryan. Ryan, I would say Richard. So okay, so then I will move on to the next thing, you know, whatever. And so if it's like a fruit, you know, okay, uh, something on a map, something that you'll find in the ocean, you know, and you just keep on going. You're trying to, you know, just find, write down one thing in that category that starts with the letter R. And then the fun part is once the timer's up, if you've, you know, finished the list or not. That timer's stressful. It is super stressful. Whether or not you finish everything on that list, time, you know, time's up. And now everyone goes around and we read what we got for the first thing. So a boy's name with the letter R, I put Richard, you know, in the example, Amos, you put Ryan. If someone else said Ryan, you guys would lose that point. You wouldn't get that point. So it challenges each person to be creative. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that there's at least like, I think it's more of a house rule when I play it, but I love like being able to defend my my answer. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're kind of, when you're thinking and you're trying to find something, you're like, oh, I'll just put this and I, you know. People at first be like, that doesn't make sense. But then if you, I'll, I'll, sell it, I'll sell it to you. This is yeah. why it makes sense. And so uh, that's always a good time. And so I, I just love categories so, so much. So uh, that's definitely a good part. And that's – it's so casual and oh, it's yeah. fun. And it's it's a memory game. It's like a memory maker. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. you can remember times. Remember that time we played yes, and you wrote that? Yes. And, yeah. Yes. I still – which is great because there's still things um, – I remember playing it um, with, with friends and family actually – 
over uh i think it was thanksgiving a couple a few years ago and i still remember one of the answers that someone said and i mean it was like it is that's a really good point it is it does have the opportunity for you know to make memories with their family and and it's fun to play with people who are colorful yes and maybe don't have the the same restraint as you do yes because it can be really entertaining yes and thinking outside the box is encouraged like you it's almost a necessity with this game and so uh that's always fun to kind of see what people come up with and so categories definitely you can find that walmart target i mean it's it's a it's been around for a, a long time but um i still love i still absolutely love playing that game so that's my first one uh amos what's your second one um, I picked one, and I, I don't own this game. I want to to get my hands on it eventually. Okay. And I've played it numerous times with different people, and it it's called Dixit. Okay. And so it is more of kind of like a, a light, fun kind of party game. And it's cool because you can play with, with adults and kids, mm-hmm. and actually kids are pretty good at this game. And so the way the game works is you basically have a little tiny board and it's just got numbered spaces and you have these little figurines. So you pick the red one, I pick the blue one. We put them out there and you just keep track of your points and whoever gets to the end first wins. Uh-huh. But the way it works is everybody gets these these cards and each card just has a very abstract picture on it. Okay. Just really different weird stuff, just something that some abstract artist drew or painted. So it could be like, you know, there's like a uh, one picture, there's like a statue of like a Greek god and next mm-hmm. to it is like a little fish and then like the sun is smiling in the corner. So it's just really weird abstract type stuff. Okay. And so you get your cards and what you do is on your turn, um, you look at one of your cards and you basically, you say a word or a phrase that kind of describes it. Not 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 clearly, but kind of like is a hint to what it is. Okay. And then everybody else looks at their cards and they pick one they think matches that kind of verbal description as well. Oh, okay. And then those cards are all taken, mixed up, and then they're flipped over. So only the the person who said it knows which one's theirs. Yeah. Everybody else doesn't know who's put what. Oh. And then everybody gets to take a marker in, or a little chip and they put it on the one they think belongs to the person who gave the description. And the goal is you want people to to pick yours, but you don't want everybody to pick yours. You want to make sure that your clue was obscure enough that, you know, it, not everybody like figured it out. Yeah. But also like good the, enough that people, some people got it. Yeah. Because you don't, I'm assuming those markers are like points. Yeah. And it, so it equates to points. And yeah, so you get. If everyone gets it, everyone gets a point and then it doesn't help right, anyone at that point. Right. Okay. Okay. And okay. so. But it's really fun because it it's it's not it's not necessarily a strategy game. It's mm-hmm. just like a you can just be fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard people just come up with all sorts of crazy uh, phrases to as clues, um, and it's really fun to just uh, think abstractly about stuff. So if you if you really like the abstract type stuff, and if you have uh, kids that mm-hmm. are really like just imaginative, mm-hmm. they love this. Yeah, because it it's so simple. It's just like. You know, they their imaginations just run with them, and sometimes the stuff they come up with is way better than any of the adults. That's awesome. So it's really kind of a universal game that anybody can play. You don't have to have a lot of strategy. You just got to be relatively creative. Yeah. So a fun, fun game to play. Awesome. And we'll, one more time, what was the name of it? It's called Dixit. Okay. Cool. Cool stuff, man. All right. So I'm up, and so for my number two uh, game here, uh, I have to go with this one. This one is the one that's got me on this uh, path to board games, and that is Settlers of Catan. Uh, This is a strategy game for sure. Um, This one, um, I would say probably maybe like high school, maybe middle school up, you know, eighth grade, high school and uh, and up, you know, you can play the game. Um, But it is, it is, again, it's a game that got me started on, on this whole board game world it's it's a gateway yeah <laughs> yes it, yes it is that's a good way of putting it um it is a gateway game um so the premise is um you're trying to there's this board and there's tiles on the board uh that represent different resources uh and there's numbers uh on the tiles and then um each person um they have like settlements they're called settlements but little houses on the tiles and then each person rolls a die uh the dice and then if you know depending on the what what's rolled 
Um, if it's a, you know, if if you have a, a house, a settlement on that on that tile with that number, then you get that resource. Yeah. So, um, at the very core, that's that's the game, and so you're collecting resources, you're building up uh, your your you know your settlements, you're building roads and all this stuff. But um, it was just, I mean, again, I, I I feel like this is a good game um, to kind of get people into board games. I feel like mm-hmm. this is one of the I feel like this is one a really good gateway game, to yeah, be honest with yeah. you. Um, it's not super, super, super strategic, and you don't, you know, but there is some strategy. There's definitely strategy mm-hmm. to it. And I think what's fun about this game is the first time you play it, you, like most games, you really don't know necessarily what you're doing, hmm. but you get enough of, oh, like I own, like I, I, I know where I went wrong, right? If I would have done this, this mm-hmm. would have been a better move. And so that once that first game is up, I, I, I will be shocked if you didn't want to play another, a, a second game almost immediately. And it's a really satisfying game. Yeah. Um, see, because you're, you're building in this game it's not, it's not a, a conflict game. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a building and growth type game. So you're building roads, building settlements, things mm-hmm. like that. And so it can be very satisfying. Like, Oh, I just, I just need to get enough resources just to, to get to this new place and build yeah. this. And so yeah. you'd be very satisfied with that. Yeah. Um, and it has enough uniqueness in the setup um, mm-hmm. that you can play different kinds of games mm-hmm. um, because the way the board is placed, since it's tiles instead of one big board, you know, one day you play it and all the resources are in one area and the next day you play it, it's mixed up. Mm-hmm. And so it's a different experience and yeah. it, it, it brings people back to it. Yeah. And it's definitely one of the, like, uh, as far as time-wise, like if you're, you know, if you played it, if you know how to play and depending on how many people you have, you can only play up to four with the basic, you know, the base game. But probably like 45 to an hour, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably be a little bit longer for teaching someone and they're playing mm-hmm. it for the first time. But um, it's just, it's just, a, it's such a fun game. And I, um, one of the things I enjoy about it is there is strategy to it, but then there is a good element of luck to mm-hmm. it as well because with the dice rolling. And yep. so even if you have good numbers, even if you're, you know, strategically, your placement on the board is really good. If your numbers aren't rolled, and it happens, it, it, it tends to happen a good amount of times. Like if your numbers aren't rolled, you're kind of just, you're forced to trading with people rather yeah. than rather than just depending on what you have and what you're getting. And so. And that's a good element is the trading because it keeps it, you're working with the board, but you're also working with other people. Yeah. And so, so that that's kind of cool how it keeps you in, involved that way. Yeah. And also FYI, uh, Tim O'Donnell, he's a he's been on the podcast before. Um, that guy is cutthroat. Maybe I want to say in that game, and that's a that's a blast. He that, playing any board game with him is amazing. Playing Catan with him, I usually tend to have to check my anger by the, <laughs> by the end of it because I'm just like, dang it! And I know. It, yeah, it, I know. <laughs> I, I, I've been with some people like that. Uh, and at the end of it, I'm just like, man, that was, oh, I hate how good you are at games sometimes. Like, And I think that's where it is. Like, yeah. He's just really good at board games, uh, particularly uh, Settlers of Catan. So uh, that's my second game. Definitely check it out. Amos, what's your third one, man? Um, I have one that's, uh, again, probably a little more obscure for a lot of people. Um, and I found this one just by watching top 10 lists of board games. Mm-hmm. And this one just kept popping up at the top 10. And a lot for a lot of people, it was number one. So mm-hmm. I, I grabbed it, bought it, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's a game called Cosmic Encounters. Yes. And this game, it, it it's weird. I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie. Like when people see it, they're they're a little overwhelmed, they're a little kind of confused by it. Uh, because it has a lot going on. Yeah. But once you understand the the game mechanics, it's actually very simplistic and a lot of fun to play. Yeah. So the basic premise of the game is it's all in space. You know, every player, they control five little planets. Mm-hmm. So there's little, little tiles that represent those. And the goal is to get your spaceships to land on their planets. So you're establishing colonies on other people's planets by by fighting them. Mm-hmm. And so if you establish five colonies, you win. Yeah. And so that's the basic goal of the game. But the real cool mechanic of the game is everybody at the beginning gets to be a different kind of alien that's yeah. in this universe. Yeah. And so there's a deck of over 50. Yes. And they're all unique. They all have their own unique abilities and powers and just ways that they can bend the rules. And so you, I, I mean, I've played it dozens of times and Almost never been the same guy 
twice. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to rethink your strategy. How does this this power, this ability uh, work for my advantage? And some of them are defense. Some of them are offense. Some of them are just like just messing with people and mm-hmm. making people angry. Yeah. And there's a cool element of, you know, I send my ships to attack your planet. And so it's four ships against five ships, but then we each have a card that we pick and it has a number and we flip it over and adds, oh, I, I had a 10, you had a 15, so we add that. But we can ask for allies and other people can jump in and help us. Yeah. We can throw reinforcement cards. So it's really it's really kind of fun like that. And different things like there's negotiate cards, so you can be forced to negotiate with somebody <laughs> yeah. and you have to cut a deal. Yeah. And what's really fun about it is Multiple people can win the game at the same time. Okay. So a cool example, I was, I was playing with some of some of my students and there was three guys uh-huh. that were just one colony away from winning. And they were like, oh, we're going to attack Amos. You know, we're going to beat him and all this kind of stuff. And this one other kid playing, we, he and I were way behind. So we, we teamed up and we beat him off. And then he and I had to fight each other, but we decided we both played negotiate cards and we're like, hey, you want to just make a deal and beat these jokers? And so we basically made a deal and we basically put ships on each other's planets and we won the game right there. Oh my And gosh. sent those three boys packing. <laughs> we're like, oh, you guys, you think you just beat up, yeah. gang up on us, huh? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. we just win the game like that. So it's a really cool game and you n- you never play the same game twice. Yeah. So if you really like variety, uniqueness, things being mixed and all that kind of stuff, definitely pick up Cosmic Encounters. Yeah. I would say I played this a couple times with you and- you that the warning that you gave that it's overwhelming at first mm-hmm. is very accurate because the box first off the bo- the box is is pretty big it's a big box mm-hmm. i feel like and um the artwork alone is really good but it's also very intimidating like oh this is a very serious game and so that by itself is another element to it but you're 100% right that the the core mechanic of it is so simple mm-hmm. i feel like you're just trying to get your ships on other planets and you have some cars that can help you mm-hmm. with you know with that number and then other people can help you capture those planets as well and then your turns over mm-hmm. and then you just go on the next person goes and they you know and that's pretty much it and so it's definitely it's definitely a fun one but you how long do you think you uh, you would need to play that game I would say a solid 45 minutes okay um depending if you have more players it would be a little bit longer yeah. less players a little bit shorter yeah so uh, that's definitely a good pick. Uh, Amos, I'm up. And for my next uh, for my next game, I'm going to go with a cooperative game. Okay. And so this one is, uh, for those who may not know, there are board games that it's everyone that's playing is on the same team and you're, you're trying to beat the board, <laughs> which sounds very odd to say, but you're trying to beat, you know, the, the mechanics of the game, the board itself. Um, so for my number three, I'm going to have to go with Legendary. Oh, yeah. Which is a Marvel deck building game. And so the very simple premise of the game is that you, who you know, whoever's playing with you, um, you um, assembly, essentially you're assembling a team of, of heroes, five heroes. Um, and you're trying to, like any deck building game, you're, you're slowly getting cards, you're buying cards to make your your deck, your cards better and stronger. Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to defeat uh, a mastermind villain. So <laughs> Thanos, Loki, um, you know, Mr. Sinister, Kingpin. I mean, there, there's so many expansions and so, you know, it's it's unreal now. But uh, so you're trying to beat the mastermind, the villain, the head villain. And so you're trying to beat him. And what's what what the challenge is, is um, every now and then, very, you know, randomly, um, he attacks you. And most of the time, it's pretty, pretty heavy. It's a pretty big hit when he does attack you. But then also, there's a there's a theme to the to each game. Mm -hmm. And so it just adds another, another, another level to the game. So it's not just not only are you battling the, the villain, but you're also having like the theme, whatever the maybe the rules are for that game the you know that's a challenge in itself as mm-hmm. well and so um i i would say if you love the marvel universe uh this is definitely a great game to to have and to play and personally i love cooperative games i'm a big fan of cooperative games and so being able to talk things out and strategy mm-hmm. with your your buddies okay this is these are the cards i have so on my next turn i can only do this so on your turn you definitely have to beat that villain you yeah. know because we're screwed if you know we if we don't 
right. to take care of that villain by your next turn because you can't do anything. You know, like, yeah. so there's so, like, having that element to it is, is great. So Yeah, and, you, and I've played this game. I've only been able to play it a couple times, but yeah. I really enjoyed it when I did. Um, I mean, the, the look, I mean, they really went all out with the artwork. Yeah. You know, they didn't, they didn't skimp on that at all. So mm-hmm. it looks beautiful. Uh, great thematics. The yeah. mechanics are great. Um, and it's, it's one of the better cooperative games that I've played, mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes cooperative games, and if you haven't never played one before, um, it is a fun experience to like, oh, hey, we're on the same team. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, that's a fun experience and it's a cool thing to do. And what I like about this game versus some other cooperative games is that even if you're a first time player and you're playing with somebody who's played it a lot, you're still contributing. Yeah. Um, other there's other cooperative games that sometimes if you're playing with somebody new, it feels like, oh, I'm I'm having to do everything for you. Yeah. So but this this game actually I think does well with that. Yeah, that's a good point. They're usually unfortunately you're right, there tends to be like an alpha male. That kind of just leads the yeah. charge and makes the final decisions with with some cooperative games, um, but with this one, that's it, it's harder to do that because right. everyone has their own deck. Everyone, you know, your different things can come up. So it's like mm-hmm. we thought we needed to do this first, but actually now because of the way things played out, no, we need yeah, you. You got to do this. Like we have to do this now, right. kind of a thing. And so um, that's a lot of fun. So legendary. Love it. It'll probably take about maybe an hour mm-hmm. to, to play and even longer if you have more players. Right. So just be mindful of that. Uh, Amos, what's your next one, man? All right. So this one is for all those out there that have played Risk multiple times and are just not satisfied. <laughs> that okay. you play you played Risk and then there's always that one guy that sits in Australia building up troops for the whole game and then at the last second runs out and destroys the board. And yes. What's the whole point of this game anyway? Um, so uh, a great answer to that game is a, is a different game called Kemet. K-E-M-E-T, Kemet. Yes. And this is a fantastic uh, area control war type game. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I I love this game. Thematically, it's based in ancient Egypt, so it's got that mythology feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautifully designed board, uh, cards, uh, uh, little figurines, everything. Mm-hmm. And so the basic premise of the game is everybody starts off in a different city mm-hmm. and basically you use your troops to just fight take over other cities you defeat other armies um and the beautiful thing about it is unlike risk this game uh rewards offense yes and not turtling not playing defense uh-huh. if you just sit there and play defense you you will lose the game mm-hmm. and so you have to go out there and, and fight and combat with other other players on the board and so you start off with uh, little tiny like soldier figurines um, and you can basically move across the board and fight other armies but the really cool mechanic of this game that really took took me took me back was um, there are these tiles of different colors such red blue and white tiles um, and so the red ones are oh, yeah. offense, the yeah. blue ones are defense, and the white ones are economy. Uh-huh. And they're at different levels. So there's like a level one, level two, level three, level four of each color. Uh-huh. And what you do is in your city, you control three pyramids, a blue, a red, and a white. And you can use your, your economy, you can use your money to upgrade those. So they all start off on like a level one. Mm-hmm. And what that means is on your turn, you can buy a tile that's a level one of that color. Mm-hmm. And so each each level has different ones and they do different things. Like some of them are your troops can move one space further. Yeah. Um, other ones, it gives your troops like one extra defense, but then they get better and better. And there's these really cool ones that come. If you buy the tile, it gives you like this monster that yes. you get to put on the board with your troops. So like a giant sand scorpion uh-huh. or like the the, the phoenix uh-huh. or, you know, like this war elephant. And basically you get to put these large figurines on the board with your troops marching around. They give your troops like added uh, defense and offense mm-hmm. and movement. And so people start collecting those and then you're able to start taking over other people quicker. And it's just a fantastic game that keeps rolling. You never feel like you're out of it. You never feel like, oh man, he beat me here. So the game's up. No, it's you, you lose your troops, then you can recruit them right back onto the board and just keep going. And it's not about controlling the entire board. It's about how much you've won. 
Um, so you really get points yeah, by yeah. defeating your enemies. Yeah. So you you defeat enemies or you take over temples and control mm-hmm. temples, and that's how you get points. So just an awesome, beautiful-looking game, great mechanics, really fun if you like, like the details. I will say this. it On my list, it's the heaviest game, so it has the most components to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably will take the longest to learn up front because yeah. there is a lot to it. But if you're if you're into uh, war type games, strategy type games, area control type games, anything like that, you will love Kemet. Yes, I've I played it once, really enjoyed it, um, and it was it was beautiful, and those pieces were were awesome. When you were, I forgot the different tiles or the different levels of stuff, and and. It has a very with that element to it. It feels like an RPG. Mm-hmm. Like it's exactly like, okay. Am I going to be more focused on um, strengthening my attack? Am I going to be strengthening my defense more, or am I going to be focused more on money? And so, like, yeah, it feels like kind of like when you play an RPG video game. It's like okay, my guy, my warrior, my elf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like is he going to be more uh, offensive, defensive? You know, so right. It, it does have it. It reminded me of that when I when I played it. So. And it gives you multiple ways to win. If mm-hmm. somebody's doing really well in one area, you can jump over to a different area and, yeah. and work that way. So it's it's really cool that way. Very cool. Uh, my next game is another um, maybe party game. Okay. Um, and it's it's called Resistance. Oh, okay, yeah. Resistance. Uh, at the the very uh, the easiest way I can describe this game is um, everyone you deal out a card uh, and you'll you, find out who your real friends are in yeah, this game. <laughs> you deal out cards, and why I love it is because you can play with I think like eight people, ten people, yeah. something like that. So, um, so at the beginning of the game, you deal out identity cards, and you either are part of. Um, the resistance, um, or what's the other, what's the other side of the it? spies? The spies. That's right. Uh, the resistance are blue. The spies are red. <clears throat> and so, in this in this game, uh, you're trying to essentially you're trying to gain the trust of everyone. And there are different rounds to the game, so the game is played over five rounds. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, is each round. Not everyone gets to play, but each round, a, a number of, of the players get to play and they go, um, they can either vote for, against a mission or for a mission. Mm-hmm. If you're a resistance, if you're a good guy, you want to win. So you, you play for the, you know, you, you're uh, you're for the, the mission. If you're a bad guy, um, you have the option of playing approve, like if you are a good guy. Or you can just flat out say that you're, you know, you can play the red card that you're a bad guy. Yeah. But the the element to it is that no one knows who played what. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden is, you know, whoever played that first round, you know, there were three people. If it was Amos, Tim, and I, and two people played blue cards, which are good cards. Yeah. But one person played a red card, which is a bad card. Yeah. And so at that point, the next round starts and it's like, well, one of those three is a bad guy. So now it's like, who can we trust to go on the next, to play the next round? You know, Tim is being very, uh, uh, very tricky. <laughs> I'll say that. There you Amos go. is being tricky as well. I'm trying to plead my case why I'm innocent, you know? So it's like- Because who, of course you are. Exactly. I'm always a good guy right, right here right. In, in my story. No, so it's like, it's it, it has a feel of maybe mafia for those who yeah. have played mafia. At the core, very core, it's a mafia type game. And so I I absolutely love it, man. Oh my gosh, it's a it's an absolute blast. It's it's a great game again, like for building memories. Yes, because like you'll be talking about that one game, like yeah. you see where that guy did that. And yeah, I totally thought you were a liar, but you yeah. were telling the truth the whole time. Yeah, and there's a lot of and what what I really like about that game versus like a game like Mafia is everybody stays in the game and is viable all the way to the very end. Yes. Nobody gets knocked out. Nobody, yeah. nobody's like, oh, I, I, okay, you figured me out. Yeah, you know, it's everybody's in the game all the way to the very end. Yeah, and I will say that there are some people that do not like this genre or this type of game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't necessarily <laughs> like being sneaky and having to be, deceive people and like have to 
um, have to lie to your spouse, <laughs> like when they're playing and like have to be like that. Like, and I totally get it, you know, but, um, there are some people that, you know, I thought would enjoy this game, but they're like that. I just can't do that. Like this is like, it's, yeah. it's not enjoyable to not to be on edge and be anxious of like, who can I trust? Who can I not trust? And that kind of stuff. Or so. like how, what's the best way to lie to this person? Yeah. <laughs> like if I say this, I know they're going to, they're figuring me out. So I got to yeah. like, and, and. It, it, it's like it's fake conflict yes so some people get stressed out by that <laughs> yes but it is it is so much fun especially if you're if you're playing with a lot of big personalities yes oh man you, you're gonna have a blast it is a great time it's you can find it you can know you can get it on amazon you can get it online cool stuff all that stuff how long would you say uh somebody should anticipate playing this game oh gosh the time to play it? yeah uh probably I, here's the crazy thing so the game can be over by the first three rounds, right, uh, which at that point it's like fifteen minutes, yeah. you know, legitimately. Or you can you can go all five rounds, and it can go and be about forty minutes long, forty five minutes long. Honestly, um, the why it takes so long is like everyone pleading their case, like, yeah. no, you want to put me on that, you want me to play this round because I'm a good guy, right? And so you're a good guy, I'm a good guy, this person's a good guy. If we all three play this round, good guys are going to win. And then the person who's assembling the team is like, I don't, I, I don't know if I can trust you. And so you just it, that part takes is what takes the, right. you know the long time. But it's an absolute blast. Mm. I I freaking love this game so much. Um, so you definitely check it out. Um, it's called Resistance. Amos, uh, what's your? This is your last one. Yeah, yeah. What's your last one, man? And this is for me personally. I saved my my best for last. This okay. is hands down my favorite game. Okay. But I, I know not many people have played this. This is actually a really old old game. Okay. Um, it's it's called Rail Baron. Yes, I completely <laughs> forgot about this game until you just said. 15 seconds ago, uh, that's a really, really old game. It is. Yes. Um, I mean, this game, I believe, came out in the late 60s, early 70s, somewhere Mm -hmm. around there. So it's been around a while. Uh, It's by a company called Avalon Hill, Mm -hmm. uh, who's been making games forever. Kind of when nobody was playing anything besides Monopoly and Candyland, they were making really complex and complicated and really cool games. Uh, Rail Baron is – it's a train uh, thematic game, mm-hmm. um, very simplistic in the way it looks and the pieces, very simplistic. And when you play it, you're gonna get kind of a uh, monopoly maybe feel to it, where yeah. you're you're moving, you're buying property, that kind of thing on the board. Um, but the it, the way it looks is a map of the United States, mm-hmm. and on it there's all sorts of just lines of different railroads yeah. that go from cities to cities, and there's dots on the railroads, and they're all different colors, and they go different places, and it's all based on uh, historical railroads that actually existed. Yeah. Um, so you can actually look those up. And so you start, and you basically – you roll the dice, and it tells you – on a chart, like, all right, you rolled these numbers, so that means you're going to go to this city, and then you can move on the board. And when you get to a destination, you get paid. And yeah. there's a chart that shows you, based on how far you travel, how much money you make. Mm-hmm. And once you collect your money, then you can actually buy a railroad. Yeah. At, at the start, they are owned by the bank. Mm-hmm. So you have to pay the bank to ride the railroads. But once you own them, you can ride them for free. And if anybody else rides them, they have to pay you. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make money in the game. So we go around and for the first half of the game, people are just moving from destinations, getting money so they can buy railroads. And as the game goes on, somebody may unfortunately have to go to a city that is on a railroad that you control. So then they're paying you. Mm-hmm. And once you get to a certain amount of money, uh, I believe it's 150000 I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, then you have the option to declare that you're going to go home. And if you make it back to your home city, the city you started in, with that amount of money, you win the game. Yeah. Um, but the catch is, it, once you declare that you're going home and you're on your way, other players can overtake you. If they pass you on the railroad that you're on, mm-hmm. you have to pay them $50,000 <laughs> and then you have to go to a different city yeah. and try again later. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason, I mean, again, the game is simple. I mean, it's just moving on the board, collecting money, buying stuff. Mm-hmm. Really simple. So that element's really nice. But what I love about this game is every time I play it, it's it's always competitive to the very end. Yes. Um, oftentimes it comes down to just the last roll. Mm-hmm. Like all I needed, all I need is an eleven. I rolled a ten. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
I played so many games where like, all right, you're just going to roll the dice one at a time because we're going to make this as suspenseful <laughs> as possible. So it, it keeps you it keeps you engaged. It's it's a great strategy game. You have to think about, all right, I want to buy railroads that connect to each other, that get to different places so that I'm not left out in the cold. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's strategy. There is some chance element with the roll the dice because you could roll and that'll tell you what city you're going to go to. So yeah. you, that there's a chance element involved in there. Um, so it has a great balance of luck, of skill, of strategy, and it just keeps everybody engaged all the way to the end, I feel. Yes, I suck at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to be honest. I don't um, – I've played it maybe a handful of times, maybe five – no more than five times. I, I, I'm, I can guarantee that. But um, I just have a hard time figuring this game out. But it is enjoyable. Like, mm-hmm. And it is – I think what what's um, – the only reason why I may have any frustration with the game is because I haven't played it enough to really, really understand it more. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just, mm-hmm. just like that's uh, I. That's the reason why it's like, man, I, I'm not I'm not good at it yet. Mm-hmm. But um, it is a it is a fun game, and it's also probably the maybe the longest game I've that I think I've ever played. Yeah, like, it it can be it can be long, and uh, depending on how you play, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can be it can be upwards of three hours. Yeah. For sure, and so that definitely want to make sure you cut off and you know cut out enough time for mm-hmm. for the game. But it's definitely a fun one. Also, unfortunately, it's out of print. It is unfortunately, yeah. So you know you you can't find it online or or like normal retail store or anything like that. You can find it on eBay. You can. Um, so you know, but you're probably going to drop about uh, anywhere from sixty dollars to a hundred and fifty dollars for yeah. for the whole thing. So it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But what you can do as well is and this is kind of what I did mm-hmm. was I got a uh, my dad had a copy and I used that and I just made photocopies of it and, yeah. and laminated it yeah. and they have pictures of them online that people people use as well to do kind of the same thing yeah so it's a fun game for sure uh, one more time what was what was the name of it Rail Baron awesome uh, my last one uh, is my favorite family game quote unquote and I I say that because really I I feel like once you get to like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I feel like anyone can play this game. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is that whether you're a fifth grader or you're a 27-year-old guy, like you can appreciate this game. There's, it's fun and there's some strategy to it as well. Um, so, And that is King of Tokyo. Ah, oh, yeah. I absolutely love King of Tokyo and it is, it's just a great a great game and so i usually tell people all the time like that i know i you know have middle school students that you know families you know whenever they hear me talk about board games they're like you play board games i'm like yeah like you definitely you need to play board games like if you're you know you got to play board game with your uh, board games with with your kids it's just a fun time and then when they usually ask well what game would you recommend like without a beat this is the game i recommend Mm -hmm. uh so the premise is pretty simple you are you control a monster you put you you pick a monster so either uh a big gorilla type character that's called uh the king you can play um the kraken mecha dragon uh gigazord all you know all these different fun you know big uh, over the, you know over the top monsters and then there's a very small game board. It really is just one square with two, cir- <laughs> with just two circles on it. Um, and the, the one circle represents the city of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a certain number of victory points. And how you do that is by um, getting into Tokyo. And when when you're in Tokyo, you're fighting all the other monsters you know, uh, who are, who are not in Tokyo. So everyone else that's playing, you're fighting everyone else. When you come out of Tokyo, um, then you're fight. then you're part of the, the gang up team and you're fighting the one monster that is in Tokyo. And there's, you're rolling dice, kind of like a Yahtzee mechanic that you can re-roll up to three times. Mm-hmm. You're buying some, um, you know, you're collecting energy, which is just currency. And you can buy cards that can help you make you stronger, give you victory points, it, give you health, all that stuff. And um, it's just, it's an absolute blast. I love this game. So Amos, any thoughts on it? Oh my gosh. This, uh, maybe of all the games on our list, this one is maybe the best to look at. Yes. It has, they really did a great job 
with the artwork. Mm -hmm. You know, it's beautiful. The cards, you like go through the deck, you just look at each card and it's like some great comic book artist created each of these and they're not all the same. They're all Mm -hmm. unique. It it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, you know it it's more on the the fun side of things. Yeah. So that just the way it looks, the way it feels, um, it's a ton of fun, and you you can just play this over and over again with people. Um, it it it, it it's great. Like you just the right kind of role. Like I played one game where it, we went around twice, and one guy just had the right role and killed us all, you know, knocked, <laughs> knocked us all out. And I was like, well, that was short. Let's do it again. You know, and yeah. other ones are a lot longer. You yeah. Know? So yeah. it's it's a blast. I would say the, one of the things that you said about um, uh, Rare uh, Rare Baron was, you know, it can come down to that last roll. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> like that tends to happen a lot with King of Tokyo. Yes. It's like everyone, you know, you're trying to get, I think, 20 victory points. Yes. And so, um, you know. It's the last, it's like the Hail Mary, hey, this, I'm just going to go for it. The, <laughs> if I, I don't need, get this, I'm I, done. Yeah, if I don't roll what I need to roll, like, I'm done. And so, and it's like, it, okay, if I don't win, I know the next person's going to win. So right. it's like, it's like everyone's right at it. You know, it's definitely yes. um, competitive to the to the very end. And so it's an, it, it's just a blast. And it, it, it has some good strategy in it too, mm-hmm. that it's it's not, not heavy strategy, but it's mm-hmm. like, you got to think through, all right, do I want to do this or do that? Do I yeah. want to keep these dice or those dice? Yeah. And you know, you gotta you gotta decide what you want to do, and so it's it's cool in that element. Yeah, and it definitely it's cool. That also, the if you're more attack driven, mm-hmm. you know, you can try to be in Tokyo, and you can try to, you know, go down guns blazing, go kind ham. of. You know what I'm saying? And so, boy, you know, the strategy is of like, okay, when to come out to heal up, you know, yeah. and play defensively a little bit, or get some money to try buy some cards or whatever. And so. Um, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. So I love I love King of Tokyo, and that's why it, it made it made the list. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Amos? Anything else? These these any are... honorable mentions? Maybe just one or two that you're like oh, I wish. Well, King of Tokyo was one. Okay. For me, uh, another one that I think is a great one for people, especially if they're starting out with type games, mm-hmm. um, is Dominion. Yes. It's a it's a deck building style mm-hmm. game. We yeah. have, we didn't really talk too much about deck building games, yeah. but. Um, that's a great game to yeah. to pick up, and if you like it, there's tons of expansions. It's like over twenty or something. So crazy you can like have t- lots, <laughs> lots of fun with yeah, that game. Yeah, um, I, I one that didn't make the list for me was uh, that I, that I definitely enjoy is Pandemic. Yeah, uh, that's an, that's a cooperative game. I really enjoy that one. Um, and then I was also thinking about Dominion. Dominion's mm-hmm. a fun one. I know Brittany really likes Dominion too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, that's our episode today. Uh, Heroes and top five board games. Uh, hopefully, uh, over the next couple of weeks, hopefully you have uh, you know have the time to enjoy some of these games uh, with your friends and with your family. If you do so, let us know what you think on social media. You can let us know on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, both at Heroes underscore and or on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroes and amos thank you so much for being on the episode thank you for having me this is great yes yes so thank you all for listening to heroes and i'm andy i'm amos and we're out <laughs>